didn't see you there. Would you guys like to set sail on this ocean of flavor with me? I'll be your captain. I'm Steve Harrington. <laughs> and I'm Colin. And I'm Whitney, and this is Scoops Ahoy, a Stranger Things podcast, where we go week by week, chapter by chapter, taking a look at every single episode of Stranger Things. We have now finished every episode, and we're in the deep, dark void as we wait for season five. But in the meantime, Colin and I are taking a look at different influences that certain movies and other pop culture things had on Stranger Things. Yeah. So this week we are looking at the Goonies and Colin is here with your summary. The setting is Astoria, Oregon, and we begin with Mama Fratelli and her son Francis busting her other son Jake out of jail. A chase ensues, conveniently introducing us to some of the Goonies along the way. The Fratellis get away and drive past the Walsh house, where Mikey and Mouth, and later Chunk and Data, are sad that it's their last weekend together. An evil real estate developer is foreclosing on all their homes to clear the way for a golf course. The kids decide to have one last adventure after finding an old treasure map in the attic that supposedly leads to old one-eyed Willie's rich stuff. The kids tie up Mikey's older brother, Brand, and then set out, starting at an abandoned restaurant where the Fratellis happen to be holed up. They find a hidden passage in the basement and are joined by Brand, who has caught up with them along with Andy and Steph, leaving Chunk behind to go to the police. The Fratellis catch Chunk, though, and he reveals the whole plan to them before getting locked up in the basement with Sloth, the youngest deformed Fratelli. The Goonies make their way through a bunch of booby traps, with the Fratellis hot on their trail, before finally making it to One-Eyed Willie's ship. They stuff their pockets with all of the treasure, but the Fratellis arrive and make them hand it all over to them. Just then, Chunk and Sloth also land on the scene, saving the day so the Goonies can all swim to safety. As they get outside, the cops arrest the Fratellis and all the kids reunite with their families. As Mikey's dad is about to reluctantly sign over the houses to the developers, they find that Mikey has a stash of jewels that the Fratellis didn't get, and it's enough to keep everyone together. They all cheer as they watch One-Eyed Willie's ship sail away into the distance. The end of Goonies. The Goonies. The, the Goonies. Goonies. I know, I, was, Goonies. I just say Goonies, though. So. Goonies. Uh, go watch Goonies. It's such a great movie, though. It really is. It, yeah, it, I didn't really need to watch it. But yeah, I still remember. I have vivid memories of seeing this in the summer of 85. I mean, I remember exactly where we were in the theater. I remember coming out of the theater. And I even had, and I really wish I still had it, the commemorative uh, like souvenir magazine that had like all the behind the scenes stuff and photos from the set and all that kind of stuff. And just out of curiosity, I looked it up on eBay and they're going for about 100 bucks. <laughs> so, oh, really? Yeah. Had I held on to that. Yeah. Just look up Goonie, Goonies Souvenir Magazine on eBay and you'll see it. I had one of those when I was when I was younger. So. <laughs> I don't even remember the first time I saw this. It's just like an integral part of my childhood. Like I you, just... you didn't see it in the theaters probably, right? Who knows? Brenda let me watch all sorts of things that she probably yeah. shouldn't have. So, yes, I easily could have seen it in 1985. But, I mean, I remember watching it and like as a little kid. Yeah. I, was only, I wasn't even five when it came out. Yeah, I was almost 14, so, yeah. Which, it's it's so... It's, like, perfect for me, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And it's so funny, because if you think about it, like, I don't think of it as a movie that cusses a lot, but, like, that's what everybody said about it. I don't either, yeah. It's kind of funny. So, anyway, June 7th, 1985, Goonies hit theaters. It was written by Chris Columbus, who also wrote Gremlins, which we talked about a couple weeks ago, and he also wrote Home Alone, obviously. It was directed by Richard Donner who went on to direct the four Lethal Weapon movies and Scrooged, among other things. 
And the story came from Mr. Spielberg himself, who was also executive producer on the movie. The cast includes the well-known by us, Sean Astin as Mikey, Josh Brolin, Thanos himself as Brand, Jeff Cohen as Chunk, Corey Feldman as Mouth, a bunch of other people, Martha Plimpton, Ann Ramsey, uh, and Joey Pants as Francis Fratelli. John Matusak played Sloth. Had a $19 million budget, had a $9 million opening weekend, went on to make about $61 million total in the theaters, but has since gone on to make gobs more in video and everything else. The other films that came out that weekend, or were at the top of the box office that weekend, Rambo First Blood Part 2 was in its third week. It was the number one movie that weekend. Goonies was number two, opened there. Fletch was in its second week, was number three. A View to a Kill was number four in its third week. And the Jamie Lee Curtis aerobics movie Perfect also opened the same weekend as The Goonies. I've we always talk heard about of that movie. Perfect? I remember just Jamie Lee Curtis in a leotard on the on the VHS case. That's, <laughs> that's all I remember. It didn't really do anything awards-wise, though it did uh, get up for some stuff at the 1986 Saturn Awards, which is the kind of the sci-fi horror awards. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ramsey, actually, Mama Fratelli won Best Supporting Actress. And Jeff Cohen, who played Chunk, was nominated for Best Young Actor, but did not win. So... We always play a little clip from the trailer, so here is the first minute or so from the trailer for Goonies. Steven Spielberg presents The Goonies, a Richard Donner film. Meet Mikey, Brand, Andy, shame, shame. Oh, the tongue. That's disgusting. No, I can't even look. They call themselves the Goonies. We also always talk about reviews and that kind of thing, Siskel and Ebert particularly. So Siskel and Ebert both gave it thumbs up. Gene Siskel said, parents who take their young children to the Goonies should be forewarned. Prepare to be embarrassed by the gratuitous foul language in the film. Yes, lots of kids use these words. And yes, without these words, the film would probably get a G rating. And that might have been the sanitized kiss of death at the box office. But surely there must be another more classy way to establish a rapport with a young audience. As entertaining as The Goonies finally becomes, and its last hour is mostly one pleasure after another, it's a shame that Spielberg, writer Chris Columbus, and director Richard Donner felt the need to take the low road in terms of language. I mean, I guess... I went on IMDb and they used shit 15 times, which is the which is really the worst word. I mean, there's like some dams and hills and stuff, but... yeah. yeah so- so 15 times they said it, including like in the opening 30 seconds with Chunk. Oh, yeah. In the in the pizza place. Well, doesn't so. he say, does Chunk say GD in this? He, he might. Yeah. I don't know. I can't yeah. remember. You know, um, and this is just a teensy bit off topic, but you know that the guy who plays Chunk, Jeff Cohen, is now a he's an entertainment lawyer. Right. And he's Kihoi Kwan's 
entertainment a, lawyer like entertainment lawyer agent right like yeah he, yeah he helped him yeah, he get, negotiated his deal for everything everywhere all at once yes kids if one, you have yeah. not seen or if you have seen everything everywhere all at once the guy who plays waymond is data, data. Yeah, from and I, he's just oh, I loved that movie. It was so good. Yeah, he was also obviously in Temple of Doom, so right around the same yes. time. So yeah, yes. Also, I have Roger Ebert's review. I'll play a little clip from that. So here's Roger Ebert talking about the Goonies. I like the Goonies. I didn't like it quite as much as ET though, because it doesn't have that extra spirit and soul and heart that ET had that really made that film kind of glow. So I give the Goonies three stars, and I'm Roger Ebert. And I'll post a link to that so you guys can see his whole review. He kind of he kind of talks a lot about it. Rotten Tomatoes wise, Goonies is at seventy six percent among critics and ninety one percent audience, which makes it the highest of the five influence movies we've talked about so far. Nightmare on Elm Street had an eighty four percent audience rating. Jaws was at ninety, so right there. E. T. is at seventy two, and Gremlins was at seventy eight. So the Goonies is the best audience liked. I'm shocked it beat Jaws. So yeah. Well, audience-wise, I guess we'll see that. Yeah. yeah. Not by much, by one. No, one percent. Point, so. But ET is down there, right at the you know seventy-two, where it yeah. should be. So, but, but yes, I absolutely. Before we get into the Stranger Things stuff, absolutely love this movie. I could watch it over and over again and have actually. And the soundtrack. Yeah, I mean, it's just so good. I mean, the the score is great. The songs mm-hmm. are good. I remember having Cindy Lauper's song on forty-five, and I played it all the time. Oh yeah on my little record player so it's just it's just such a fun movie and i remember reading at the time all about you know the water slides and how oh you know the, the big thing was that they kept the one-eyed willie ship hidden from everybody on set from the kids oh. so when the so when the kids and they and they put all the kids in the water and said okay now you can turn around so the kids all turned around so you're the reaction that we see on film is their actual reaction to seeing this ship oh down there which is which is really cool you know that there's um a a deleted scene like sometimes you'll catch there's a version that has a giant octopus in it yeah i saw i I went back and watched because the dvd i I watched it on my dvd and and it has some deleted scenes which one is the theatrical version the no 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 octopus yeah which is weird because at the end when they're on the beach data says you know blah 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 Mm -hmm. everything was fine except for the giant octopus and the other you know so, which makes no sense to anybody unless you've, you know, seen that deleted scene. So, right. but they couldn't really take that out. So, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, just... I used to prefer the octopus when I was little. Yeah, that was kind of fun. Okay. You want to just get into Stranger Things and then we can launch yeah. into all the emails? Yes. Yes. So, at number five, we have got the mention of booby or booty traps, which that's Eric... what I said. That's what, what I, I said. said. That's what I said. Booty traps. So, Erica is, she constantly mentions booby traps in. Stranger Things season three, which is a very big callback to Goonies and the whole, you know, adventure aspect, I think. Number four I had, and this is this is kind of one of those weird things that you don't really catch until you watch it again. But I remember watching it, obviously, recently prepping for this podcast. And the very first shot, the opening titles is the skull and crossbones. And you kind of zoom in through the eye Mm -hmm. of the Goonies. Uh, for the Goonies, and it's just like in Stranger Things how they zoom in in through the letters of the of the chapter titles. Yep. And I actually did a little bit more research on that, and the Duffers apparently researched and were inspired by Richard Greenberg, who designed the titles for the Goonies and a lot of other movies in the eighties, including Ghostbusters and The Untouchables and Alien. Is just famous for his title designs. 
So that's where they actually got it from. They they also they took the font and you know stuff from Stephen King. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought that was straight Stephen King, but I guess you're just talking about. But they did a lot of work, you know, at at what makes a good title and that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And they actually studied Richard Greenberg, who did the Goonies and and those other ones. So I thought that was kind of a neat little behind the scenes thing. So I threw that in at at number four. Cool. All right, number three, we have got all the tunnels that the members of the Goonies travel through underneath ground, where they find the. Or is it the the wishing well? But it's yeah, they got the the wishing well, and then Chester Copperpot's poor skeleton, and and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah, which is very similar to all the tunnels that our kids in Stranger Things traverse all through season two when they're trying to figure out what's going on with Will. Yeah, and the Duffers actually talked about that. So here's a clip yes. of the Duffers Duffers talking about how the Goonies inspired Stranger Things. Specifically, I think it was probably more overtly referenced in season two when we had, you know, in, in, in the final episode, um, season nine, when, when they go all go down into the tunnel together. It feels a lot like the Goonies going underground in search of their treasure. It's a little bit of a darker uh, take on that, but it was a big reference. Number two, it, it obviously goes without saying that Sean Astin is one of the big links between Stranger Things and Goonies. I know the Duffers were like super thrilled about having him come on board. So here again is the Duffers talking about getting Sean Astin on board, uh, who obviously played Mikey, little Mikey in the Goonies, and now is all grown up and, and plays Bob Newby in Stranger Things. And of course, we had, you know, one of the, the lead of uh, the Goonies was Sean Astin, who, you know, we cast in season two as Bob, which was, you know, a real treat for us. So to have a grown up Sean Astin in our film, and he, in fact, references something as a, uh, as a as a treasure map. Don't you get it? It's not a puzzle. It's a map. It's a map of Hawkins. So a little, little nod to his, his role in the Goonies, and Sean was all about doing it. And the funniest thing in all that is they don't even mention the biggest <laughs> connection, which is in episode five of season two, when Bob first gets into the house before he discovers that it's, you know, a map yeah. and all that kind of stuff. This little clip when Joyce shows him the uh, the refrigerator. Hey, we, we just need you to help us figure out. But Bob, Bob, over here. Where? Where this is. That's the objective. Find the X. Yeah? What's at the X? Pirate treasure? Bob, no questions. So, I mean, how, how great is that? I mean, it's just like pirate treasure. And, and, Surely you know. they wrote that in there on purpose, right? Yes, like, they must have written that. But like, it's just funny that they didn't mention it in that interview. That that would have been like the, you know, the first thing I would have mentioned. Oh, uh, okay. Like, yeah. Just talking about pirate treasure. So. Yeah. Before we get to number one, a couple other little bonus Goonies things that show up in Stranger Things. Take them for what you will. A couple websites I saw mentioned the red bandana, how Brand had a red bandana kind of tied around, tied around his head, which is the same you know, that Lucas mm-hmm. did when he was kind of gearing up for the big fight. Uh, one of our emails mentioned the red and yellow jackets that Chunk and Mikey both had on, kind of mirrored Max and L's. Uh, red and yellow raincoats in season three when they're standing next to each other. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this before, but the um, the inspired posters that Stranger Things put out, there was one that was kind of like Alien. There was one yep. kind of... So they actually did one very similarly, like the Goonies poster with, you know, everybody kind of hanging down in a line from, you know, the little cave yes. there. So I'll put a link up of that so you guys can see that poster on our social medias. 
in season one, episode eight, Dustin finds the chocolate pudding in the cafeteria lady's fridge and just like Chunk finding the ice cream and the cooler with the dead body, which is kind of a neat little tieback, I thought. And then finally, you mentioned this at the time I remember in the podcast when in season four, episode five, when Lucas and Max are wandering around the Creel house and he goes to the piano. And this is the little exchange between Max and Lucas. I bet if we hit these suckers in the right combo, we might just open a door to a secret lair. Voila. <laughs> You're such a dork. So, I mean, clearly a, a Goonies call back there having to, you know, get the right. Get oh, the right yeah. And, and then the, the joke, if you get it wrong, we'll all be flat. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Mikey <laughs> says. It's so good. <laughs> it is. All right. We've reached our number one point for uh, the way that Goonies inspired stranger things and it is the exact same shot of the kids when you see their silhouette when they ride up on their bikes and i think they're looking for l in the scene is this like the yes. very beginning yeah yep. you guys I, we've watched so many we've done so many episodes i can't remember what is what anymore but it is when the kids you see their silhouette is in the exact same style as goonies it's meant to mirror that image and the whole character names with M.W., Mikey Walsh, Mike Wheeler, and then the bullies are named Troy and Yeah, I mean, just, just the whole idea of it's, yeah. it's four, four kids on bikes going on adventures and there's some older teens that are helping them out and that kind of thing. So, I mean, very clearly, yes. I think, you know, if nothing else, you know, inspired Stranger Things, Goonies certainly did. I so. can never hear Troy's name mentioned from the Goonies without hearing him go, Andy! You, you goonies! <laughs> <laughs> He's so mad about it. I know, it's so funny. All right, let's get into some emails. Uh, first one is from Ellie. Hey, Colin to Whitney. Is Whitney's colder slash allergy gone yet? It is. Yay. <laughs> I just finished watching the Goonies, so here I go. First of all, I love, love, love Data. He's adorable, smart, and funny. What else do you need? I'm never again calling booby traps booby traps. It's booty traps, okay? <laughs> Also, I love Steph. She's a good friend. She reminds me of Robin. I don't know what it is. So yeah, next time you kiss someone, do it with your eyes open just to make sure you're not kissing their younger brother. My favorite line, if you were wondering, is, and this is a great scene. Oh, yes. With when Data, when they finally make it to One-Eyed Willie's ship and he kind of falls through the floor. Pinchers of Data, power. Yeah, and Data's like, Data's okay, but Data's pretty tired of falling. Data's tired of skeletons. And he goes on this whole <laughs> monologue. I'll, actually, oh, here, I'll play the clip. It's just so great. Why did you use the stairs? Use the stairs! 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 The stupid guys up there told me to use the stairs when Dana's falling. Dana's kind of nobody's care anymore. He's okay. Some guy up there told me I have stupid inventions. And I've been spending months and months and studying on them in Vancouver. Makes me laugh every single time, Ellie says. I personally wouldn't mind the water slide they go down either. They're all screaming their heads off like it's a terrible experience. But if I had the choice, I'd go down it again. Bye, Ellie. Ellie, I would 100% go down that water oh, slide. I used to so dream fun. about it when I was little. I was like, oh, yeah. oh, that is Absolutely. my dream. Okay, our next email is from Vixen. And it reads, I started listening to your podcast about halfway through season four. And I thought it was about time to send you an email. Just celebrated my 16th birthday this week and I'm ready to start driving. Ooh, good luck. Yeah. Have you got your, I wonder if she's got her permit yet. Yeah. 
For the similarities to Goonies, I've only seen Goonies once and don't remember it too well. So I don't have much. However, I think the dynamic with both a group of young kids involved and a group of teens is very similar to season one. Or maybe I'm just making that up. You're not. No. No. My dad loves to show me movies from the 80s. So listening to these influence episodes is really fun. You mentioned that season three had a lot of Back to the Future references. So could we get an episode for that franchise, perhaps? Uh, Absolutely. It's one of my favorite movies. It's on the list. Anyways, thanks for making this podcast. Have a great day. Well, thanks for Next one in. is from Karen and Evie. Says, hi, Colin and Whitney. I'm the, it's the mom-daughter duo of Karen and Evie. It's so fun re-watching Goonies for this episode. Below are the similarities we found. One, Sean Astin, obviously. Such a lovable character as both Mikey and Bob. Two, the main group of friends at the start of the movie consists of four boys, just like in Stranger Things. Then you have the sibling and his friends, which is similar to the Jonathan-Nancy cohort. Number three, Chunk finding the ice cream in the basement freezer, like Dustin finding the pudding. Number four, part of the movie takes place in underground tunnels. Obviously, we talked about that too. Number five, many scenes in which the main child characters are riding their bikes around town. There's also a bike accident, Will, obviously, in Stranger Things, and Brand and Goonies. Though Brand's was a lot more dangerous. Brand's was like... Oh my God, that could have been really gnarly. Well, it could have killed him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And he was on that tiny bike. I know. <laughs> so funny. Number six, the cops and Goonies do not believe Chunk when he calls to report the Fratellis. This is similar to Hopper not initially believing Joyce when she has various theories after Will goes missing. Number seven, violent, and he quotes jock characters. Troy could have been serious, could have seriously injured or killed Brand when he holds his hand and makes him ride the bike next to the car and then catapults him off the street. Similar to all the jocks in season four, most notably Jason, who are physically aggressive with Eddie's friends, Erica and Lucas. Looking forward to the episode, Karen and Evie. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Next up, we've got my main gal, Harriet, and she says, Hi, Colin and Whitney. I love the last episode of the podcast. Everyone's takes on the show were really interesting to hear. I just wanted to email in and say I cannot wait for the newest episode about the Goonies. My favorite characters are definitely Mouth and Data. Steph is also quite funny, and I loved Sloth's Superman shirt he wore in the final scenes on the pirate ship. And the ship. The set design was really cool and outlandish. That They definitely pulled off an old, decrepit ship that has been inside a cave for over 400 years. And one question I had about it. How did it just decide to sail off into the sea? The flags would have been moth-eaten and moldy. The hull would have had water damage and holes in it. And who was steering it? Well, it was One-Eyed Willie's ghost. Yeah, the ghost was steering it. Yeah, it was magic. (laughs) Well, obviously they raised the anchor and it opened it up. So maybe there was like a, I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 magic. This belief a little bit. Yeah, it's just magic. Yeah. I know it was supposed to be the ghost of One-Eyed Willie, but still, in the little nod to Gremlins, I love it when creators nod to their other projects. Yeah, they do. Have, they, they mentioned that there, there was that one line in there about, uh, I think it was the cop talking to Chunk and saying, you know, that time when you had the, the monsters oh. that you couldn't get wet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's all I've got for this email. School goes back next week. I feel like you haven't been out that long. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they don't have, don't like, know. we have like three months off in the yeah. summer, so maybe they just have a month, yeah. So I'm lapping up the freedom while I can get it. This is the year I'm manifesting a season five release date and a Wednesday season two release date. Side note, that announcement was hilarious and definitely kept the fans going. Lots of love, Harriet. Next one is from Kathy and Willow. Hey, you guys. <laughs> Thanks for doing The Goonies, one of my first ever films in the cinema and a firm, and a firm favorite since. So she actually did superlatives like we do for the episode. Mm-hmm. So her best line was Chunk's story about puking. When he was in the in the movie theater and when he was talking to the Fratellis and, and confessing everything oh, that he's it. ever done bad in his life. 
Little things that Kathy mentioned was mouth uh, shouting sit at the bats when the bats start swarming out. He's like, sit, sit. And then mouth's face when they find Chester Copperpot's body, he's hyperventilating and squealing. And it, and he was th- and she was thinking about Will during the one shot shootout in Dear Billy. And then also Chunk, when he's told the Fratelli's about the treasure map and he's caught eating the ice cream. Uh, I love it too. The, the scene where he takes the ice cream away from him and he's still licking the spoon and he takes the spoon away from him too. he's so sad about it i know uh then she said for stranger things steph putting her head into the barrel of water and pulling out a crab at the beginning i mean what is she actually doing is this a pastime in the usa or is this just what people did before smartphones and social media i have no idea and i've honestly never i've never even questioned it i don't it's just i've questioned it it just happens and i'm like okay sure why not i'm like is is she was she washing her hair like getting like washing her face and she just I have, felt a crab that was in there i have no just, idea what was going on it's so funny I, now that yeah. i think about it but i've never thought about it before so then she said most spirited was brand's whole outfit with the gym sorts over the trousers and so that's so wrong and then her mvb mvp said has to be chunk he's just great and his relationship with sloth is lovely she goes on to say references and stranger things to the Goonies. I'm sure you have most of them, but did you notice Mouth saying gnarly when seeing the bone organ? And then she drew the comparison to Argyle saying gnarly when they talk about the pineapple and the pizza. And she hopes it's a reference to that scene. She says, although I love it, the film does have some quite dodgy gender politics that haven't aged well, let alone the inappropriate stuff about drugs and stuff, including Troy using the mirror in the car to look up Andy's skirt, Andy freaking out in the tunnels and going on about her weight and her looks. At the end, when Brandy and when Brand and Andy kiss and Brand's mom says, let her mother worry about it. No, Kathy says, teach your son to take responsibility, please. Also, Andy kissing Mikey is weird. Yes, it is. If the genders were reversed and it was an older boy kissing a young girl, it wouldn't have happened at all. Although you could say there's a bit of Andy Mikey vibe to the Nancy and Dustin dancing at the snowball, but at least they didn't have didn't use tongues, thankfully. Kathy also mentioned that she got the board game for her husband and they're playing that. And that was a lot of fun. And I remember looking at that last Christmas and I actually had it in my hands, but I put it back down. I don't think I've heard of it. I don't even think I've seen it. There's actually a couple of different versions, but I I know the one she's talking about. So, and she wraps up, says, looking forward to hearing the episode as it should drop on my birthday, the 19th. Happy birthday, Kathy. Oh, happy birthday. It'll be the best present to listen to you guys. It was Willow's birthday on the 13th. Happy birthday, Willow. And she got a Dart and Dustin Funko Pop and a Demogorgon Funko Pop. I just got my Nancy and Robin at Penhurst Funko Pops. Oh, those are those cute. Just, those, just, those just came in. So, yeah. I haven't gotten so any for season four yet, I don't think. Yeah. So they're dressed in their little outfits and then they went to Penhurst. So that's kind of cool. Uh, she said Willow also had a Hawkins High jacket. So she's all completely made up and it's actually sent. Willow drew a little self-portrait. Aww. So I'll, I'll post a link to that. and says, sorry, no more chapters of her story yet, but I'll encourage her to write some more soon. Love to you both, Kathy. Well, we will read them as soon as she's done with them. Absolutely. I love a good Willow story. Next up, we have an email from Sophie, and she says, Hey, Whitney and Colin, my name is Sophie. I am 14 years old. I have just recently started listening to your podcast, and it is my favorite thing ever. I love, love, love Stranger Things. So do we. And I'm so glad there are other people that like it as much as I do. I also love the Goonies. Something I noticed was that Mike's initials are MW. In the Goonies, the main kid, Mikey Walsh's initials are also MW. They're both very similar. They both basically lead the group. I know you all get a lot of emails and this one's long, so it's all right if it doesn't make the cut. XOXO, your biggest fan. Well, you did make the cut. so Yes, you did. You're in, Sophie. 
because you're our biggest fan. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, couldn't have to put you. Next one's from Esme. Says, hello, Whitney and Colin. Esme here, because we pronounced it wrong last week. We didn't yes. know how to pronounce it. My bad. And she says, pronounced Esme, LOL. <laughs> I wanted to email in about the email in about the Goonies. I watched it a few weeks ago and love, love, love it. My cousins walked out halfway through, no taste, but it's obviously incredible. My dad has watched it like 10 times and has been trying to get me to watch it forever. It's actually rated 12. They're in England, so that's their rating. Oh, yeah. so it's kind of similar like PG-13. Though, which I was confused about until I realized how inappropriate that scene is when Mouth is translating and talks about where the drugs go in the various drawers when he's oh. talking to Oh, yeah. I remember now. I remember though. I remember yeah. Yeah, the cocaine goes in the top shelf. The well, no, no, no. I remember my mom not wanting me to watch the part with the statue. Oh, because the little because, piece falls off. Yeah, and then he puts it upside down. <laughs> right, and he's like, "What yeah. are you doing? He'll be pissing in his mouth." Like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> Esme says, you know, despite the fact that had me falling off the sofa laughing, this movie is so perfect. The plot line is very easy to follow with just the right amount of jeopardy and the right amount of comedy. It is stupid enough and also very sweet. And I also love each character, despite their weird names, mouth, chunk. And of course, the wonderful Sean Astin as Mikey is amazing. I find it funny in season two when Bob asks about the treasure map and it gets a great little callback. Sorry for another long email from Esme. And then she says, P.S. Colin likes Taylor Swift. Yes, I do. And so does Whitney. Yes, we are both big Swifties. We are Swifties. And she says, I'm a Swiftie forever. Same. So, okay. Our next one is from yet another Evie. And it, it makes me so happy that I we have so many Evies. This, this is the Evie. We didn't know how to pronounce her name. Yes. Evie. Right. But she explains in this one, which I don't know how, how many times I have to say it, but I have an Evie of my own. That's right. So. This email is from Evie. It says, it was so weird to hear you guys talking about my email on the podcast. I am really not used to hearing that. By the way, Whitney, my name is pronounced the first way you said it, E-V. Just ignore the Y. For the Goonies episode, the actor Bob Newby was in Goonies. I hope you have a good night slash day slash evening. Your faithful listener, Evie. Thank you, Evie. Next one's from Caden. Says, dear Colin and Whitney, I'm almost, I'm 11, almost 12, living in North Carolina. Just watched The Goonies. And first things, I think there was so much swearing for a PG movie, but it was a good movie. I did not really get the relationship between Chunk and Sloth. It was kind of weird. <laughs> and it was also weird to see Sean Astin as a kid after seeing him as Bob and also as Samwise in the Lord of the Rings movies. That's all for me. Hope you read this on your pod. Keep up the good work. Whitney, don't throw your TV out the window. That is from our Discord, and they keep uh, teasing me because I love Mike so much, and they keep teasing me about bad endings, and I keep saying, if this happens, I'm going to throw my TV out the window. (laughs) Uh, Then Kate wrote in another one and said, also, I have a theory about how Eddie might come back in season five. After everyone left the Upside Down, he was dragged by the vines or flown off by the bats commanded by wounded Vecna to feed off him to recover and he will be stuck in the upside down like Will was in season one. And then Dustin or Eddie's uncle might start thinking that Eddie's still alive, like having a Joyce moment. They will team up and go into the upside down and find Eddie as one of the storylines. And then when he comes back, the townspeople will know it wasn't Eddie due to all the crazy stuff that had been going on. And he will help the gang and live on after all this crazy stuff. I know this theory is unlikely. Yes, Caden, I'm sorry. It is. Yes. Sorry. Uh, He's not coming back, buddy. No. But can't I still have hope for my favorite character? Yes, yes. And we all do. We're all right with you. Last, I also have a suggestion for top five things you could do during the Stranger Things drought. Top five Stranger Things, be a good one. Mm-hmm. And also top five scariest things, because the gate could be considered a Stranger Thing and not a scary thing. So I think you should do two episodes doing top five of those, your fellow fan, Caden. I feel like all of season four would just be like, I think season four blows all the others out of the water with scariness. 
Yeah, a little bit. So our next email is from Skipper Melanie. She says, hello, Whitney and Colin. First of all, it is now my goal to give a take slash statement that Whitney agrees with. <laughs> Have I disagreed with her a bunch in the past? I you were remember. you were kind of disagreeable last week, but you were you were not feeling well. So I think I think. Oh yeah, it. I was grumpy. Just ignore yeah. me last week. I didn't feel good at all. Or last episode, I should say. She continues. However, I will never ship Steve with Nancy. That's fine. You don't have to. No, that's good. I love him, but you don't have to. And if that leaves us on opposite sides of the battlefield, so be it. Second of all, my podcast is. D&D, a Stranger Things podcast, and we have a link that we'll include on our social media. The Goonies was a childhood favorite of mine and was one of the only adventure movies my mom would stay up and watch with us. All of the characters are so memorable, and I find it funny that they align Dustin so much with Chunk in the first episode of season one, when he's bringing the food and being scared to go in the woods. Also, not so much with Stranger Things, but as a Disney Parks fan, I like to mention this. There was going to be an underground tunnel that would have run from the Haunted Mansion, which Sean Levy took inspiration from for directing his Krill House scenes, to Tom Sawyer's Island. In these tunnels, we would have seen catacombs and would come face to face with lost pirate treasure. Even though we sadly never got this in the Disney Parks, it is nice to see it represented in the tunnel slash cavern sequences of the Goonies and Stranger Things season two. Thank you for reading this, and I look forward to hearing from you. Uh, I actually don't think I knew that about. I didn't either. No. About the haunted is Tom Tom Sawyer's Island still there? Yeah, but it's like way on the other side of the park, though, isn't it? No, like, no, no. no they're fairly close. No, because it's they're it's in like that like like the mansion. Oh, right, as you kind of go into the right there on the on yeah the side. yeah yeah like kind of near Frontierland or whatever. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. you know what I'm thinking? River Country. Oh, I'm thinking gone. Tower of Terror. I'm thinking the Tower of Terror. Tower of Terror is over in. Um, right. Hollywood Studios. Right. Okay. Yeah. So yes. that's a long way away. <laughs> yes, that would that would be a long walk. I'd, they'd is. have yeah. to have like little carts to take yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. So actually, Skipper mentioned her podcast, and I, Whitney and I both actually listened to the first couple mm-hmm. of episodes. So it's 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 really good. It's, yes. It's, it, it's it, so weird hearing one person. I'm, I'm so it's used hard. To, like that's like, impressive. All the podcasts I listen to is like usually a couple people or mm-hmm. people chatting about something or whatever. So good on you, Skipper, for doing it by yourself. Yeah, because that's that's, that's, good that's stuff. hard. Okay, then we have a couple other non-Goonies-related emails we wanted to get to, and then we'll wrap things up. First one is from Olivia. It says, hi, Whitney and Colin. I'm yet another 12-year-old listening to your podcast. I watched Stranger Things for the first time with my best friend in August. We finished within the month, and we both love it. How do you... I don't know. That's a lot of watching. That's a lot of screen uh, time. I could do it. I could probably do it, too, but it just seems well, like... Well, they're kids, so too. They're like... I know, true. Yes. I mean, like, we've got... I mean, good on you, Olivia, response. for doing it. That's yeah, I mean, I just wish I could watch it again for the first time. Yeah, I do, too. I'm writing about the Lost Sister episode. I know it's gotten a lot of hate, and I agree with the Duffers. I agree, but the Duffers may be smarter than we thought. I recently read online that Callie and Eleven will be reuniting in Season 5 for the final battle. This may or may not be factual. I don't think it is, uh, but I don't know. I don't remember what website it was, but it's a good thought. I know the original episode is a little out of place, but ultimately does serve a purpose. I'm hoping this reunion will give Callie the justice she deserves. Love your podcast and can't wait to hear the next episode. P.S. I also found out on Noah Schnapp's Instagram story... Uh, slash Netflix info that season five will be coming out in 2024, beginning filming in May 2023. Yeah, that's what we've heard too. That's so a, that's... But keep going. I'll tell you what I'm curious. Yeah. And Will will be playing a much bigger role. His Instagram story was captioned with every end has a beginning. Thoughts on what this means. Yeah. I mean, every that's a well, things. but that's a fan made poster. Every yeah. end has a beginning is a season four tagline. 
Yeah. So that's like, it's a very, I like, don't feel dumb for believing it because I've seen a million people share it, but that's actually a fan made poster and they use the tagline from season four. Season four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll most likely be coming out in, it's got to be coming out in 2024. And then I even heard be, it might be 2025, which I will die. I oh will God. not survive. <laughs> so much deep, dark void to fill. If it comes out in 2025, <laughs> I will have a, Evie will have finished her first year of college. Yes. Great too. Yeah. yeah. PPS, if you guys have any other season five updates, I'd love if you did an update episode for season five, like season four, even though it'll probably be closer to the premiere. I also love all your top five episodes. Sorry, this was so long. I understand if it doesn't make it, just thought I'd share the info. Sincerely, Olivia. Yeah. I mean, if we get information that's relevant and we hear like filming has started, we'll certainly pass yes. that on. But right now it's a whole lot of speculation and, you know, just various reports and things. We so. just know that they've planned to start filming in February. Yeah. Right. I had heard, yeah, some, I've heard February, March, April, or May, depending somewhere in there. May uh, was maybe, the most recent one I heard. So. Yeah, maybe that's right. Maybe, don't listen yeah. to me. Yeah. I'm I'm out of my Stranger Things like research era right now. <laughs> Our next email is from Addie, and she says, Dear Colin and Whitney, I know this is a late email, but some things I would have done differently is, well, just for starters, get rid of the Lost Sister episode. Amen, Addie. I felt like it didn't help the show in any way whatsoever. Another thing I would have changed is Will's haircut. He got bigger, but his hair stayed the same. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It is true. I have no idea what he did to the person in charge of hair, but it must have been real bad. (laughs) Finally, I would also change Mike's hair in season four. It just makes me want to vomit. (laughs) I mean, that's what hair looked like then, though. I mean, it's just, I mean, it it is rather (laughs) repulsive and weird. But it's just, that's how it was. I mean, I didn't really have a bowl cut like Will, but yeah, I mean, it's it's not oh, far off. My so. brother did, and it was straight. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. looked like my mom was like, no, we need it to look exactly like a helmet. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to cut like around his face and yeah, down. That's they call it a bowl cut for a reason. <laughs> that's, that's where it comes from. All right. Next email is from Stefan. Says, hi, Whitney. Hi, Colin. Is a 41-year-old Stranger Things kid from Germany who in his teenage years played D&D with his friends. I want to thank you from my heart for this amazing podcast. It helps me find my way through the deep, dark void, and I truly appreciate all your dedication, work, and interaction with the fans of the show. I have a little constructive criticism in an effort to help understand each other, not a rant from a frustrated Byler shipper, which I'm not. I mean, at least not a frustrated one. I get that you're annoyed by the fanatic members of Byler shippers. And I want to make it, make it perfectly clear that I don't agree with any aggression from that group toward other groups, the writers or anybody, but I want to ask for a little sympathy for the Bylers and their passion. As a bisexual person who's now happily married to a woman and the father of a two-year-old son, I believe I'm getting why members of the queer community sometimes get so passionate about this subject and about the Mike Will pairing. It's because a development like this in a huge show like Stranger Things would be not only a nice plot, but a huge symbol of acceptance for the queer community. You often emphasize that it's only fictional characters and one shouldn't get too much involved. But isn't this what the true fan of a show always does? Get involved and invest more emotions and time than others in the thing you love. Yeah, I have no problem with Mike. I have no problem with his sexuality. I think it's great. And I they want to incorporate in the show. Sorry, Will. Um, in the show, perfectly fine. Everybody knows my favorite character is Robin, and she's a lesbian, and right. that's great, and I don't care. Our problem is is the obnoxious Byler fans. And if it were obnoxious Jopper fans, we would be saying it, the same thing. It's the it's, same. Like, I just, I don't see, I mean, I've seen plenty of Malevins shippers that are just, like, super obnoxious, too. But it is, 
and maybe I'm just not in the right place on social media and I'm not seeing it, but it is always the violet shippers who are super angry. And also I get annoyed because I feel like by acting like that Mike and Will getting together is going to be this huge, like groundbreaking event dismisses, like it just takes away from what Robin has done as a queer canon character. Like it it, it just, it bugs me. So, and also it, it, it messes up the story. Why would they want to like make Will be sad? I don't know why they want to put him, make him in love with Mike. And I mean, it's just setting him up for disappointment. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and, and I mean, that sometimes happens obviously in relationships. So, I mean, it's not something that you do, but yeah, I have no problem with problem. I mean, if, if you're that way, go for it. Whatever mm-hmm. you guys want to do. Again, Whitney and I come at this as it's a TV show, and mm-hmm. we're just here and we're and we're having fun. But we understand at the same time that there are some social issues that get brought up and that kind of thing. Perfectly fine. If you get obnoxious and you get violent and you get mean about it, that's where we have a problem. Yeah. And I don't care that it's Byler. I mean, I just said, I mean, if it were the Jopper shippers that were doing this, I would feel the exact same way. It's mm-hmm. nothing to do with Will and Mike or any or the storyline or any of that kind of thing. So Hopefully that helps step in a little bit. Yeah. Then he says, for the future podcast episodes, what about talking about the different ships and their chances and their future? Not only Byler, but also Malevin, Jopper, and, and all the rest. And speculating is a huge part of the fan community. As a former fan of Lost, I know what I'm talking about because back then all the speculating and research and stuff was also more fun than the show itself, which was great. I just don't like speculating. I do. <laughs> it's just, you love it. I know. Yeah. I just... And it's so funny because I remember we did those couple of episodes. We did the one with coffee and a, mm-hmm. and a couple others and not a single thing was speculated. And oh, happened. <laughs> happened. No, we were so, way I mean, off. I know, it, I know it's fun, but I just hate speculating because it's just, it just drives me nuts when it doesn't happen. And, you know, but yeah, we can, we can talk about all those kind of things. I think actually we, we had it on the list to talk about, you know, some of the different characters and the relationships and that kind of stuff. So and then so sorry I'm borrowing with you another email, but I'm listening to the new epi- newest episode and talking about your obviously dislike for the character of Will. It's not that I <laughs> want to criticize you for it, but I'm just wondering what your reasons are for it. And he goes on from there. I just I don't like Will because he's just mopey, first of all. And if you picture Will in your brain, you just he's just sad and mopey, and I don't think he's really adding a lot to the story. And then Whitney and I know we have a big problem with the fact that he has this superpower where he can sense that the monster or the whatever is near and he never tells anybody about it, which is just really bizarre to me. Yeah. And like, everyone's like, well, he's been through so much trauma. Well, so has literally everyone else in that group. Like they've all seen it all. You know what I mean? Look at 11. (laughs) Like, yeah. But yeah. she's not moping around. <laughs> like yeah. she's, it's no, just... I mean, it's nothing. I mean, I, I remember several times in the first season, especially and second season too. I picked Noah Schnapp as my MVP. I think he's a yes. phenomenal actor. I just think they're not giving him great stuff to work with. And then I just don't think the mentioned... character is that exciting. I mean, no, it's just he just doesn't. I don't know. He just doesn't do anything no. for me. And, it's and this is do with like this is to do with him or whatever. No, like it, it's just as a fan of the show and a fictional character and some characters are great and some aren't like in well, lost yeah, I mean, Stefan mentions just... lost. I didn't like Jack Shepard and lost. He drove me nuts and I didn't like Claire either, but I loved Hurley. I mean, you know, so, I mean, it's just, it's, it's nothing to do everybody with. Everybody can like who they can like, and you don't yeah. have to defend it. Like you can just no. like and dislike who you like. I, yeah. It doesn't bother so. me. 
but yeah we just we come at it just from the tv show and the characters and that's all there is to it i mean we're not there's nothing behind any of our likes or dislikes no and at the the very least we're just having fun and doing a little podcast well and i just like to rattle people sometimes i'll say (laughs) (laughs) just like to stir the pot sometimes i do sometimes i do why not yeah so yes Stefan. i hope that helps next up we have an email from hannah and she said thank you a lot for creating this podcast all the episodes are so fun to listen to i also came up with an episode idea what if you read and react to our the listeners theories and maybe say some of your own i would like to thank you again for making this podcast it's so fun and you seem like great people keep up what you're (laughs) doing and i can't wait for the next episode uh yeah that's actually i would love to do that but you guys maybe i'll be I might be sick that week. <laughs> well, but you guys have to promise you're not going to get your feelings hurt if I roast your theories. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I would love to react yeah. and give you, it would have to be closer to, we, we'd have to, I feel like. We yeah. Once, once we start getting some chapter titles or some trailers yeah. or something like that, then I mean, I, 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 there's no way I could go on now and say what some theories were. So, I mean, it's anybody's guess at this right, point. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, but yes, that's a great idea. Uh, Next up, we have an email from Reese, and she said, Hi, in episode six, season two, you said you and Mike started dating 11 years ago, and you also predicted technically that Mike and 11 would start dating. Love your podcast. Well, yes, I am married to my own Mike. Maybe that's why I favor Mike I like that, the Mike and 11 bit. Yeah, I know. 11 years ago. Yes, we've actually, I must have, I was off. Mike and I have been together for longer than 11 years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. That is it for the emails and Okay, so we we'll be back on February second. Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Yeah. Do you guys does everybody celebrate Groundhog Day? Or is it just a stupid American thing? It's gotta be just stupid Americans. It has to be. Who lets a woodland creature predict their weather? <laughs> like it's so dumb. Yeah, let's ask let's we got Harriet. Harriet's in Australia. Yes. Ellie in Greece. Yes. We got Kathy in Maya. In, in, yeah, Maya's in Dubai. Yes. So, yes, if any of you celebrate, or anybody else we forgot, if yeah. you celebrate some kind of rodent day. Yeah, some woodland creature predicting your weather. Uh, our Groundhog Day, if you aren't familiar, it on February 2nd, they bring out this groundhog named Punxsutawney Phil in, where is it, Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania, yep. And if he sees a shadow, then we get six more weeks of winter. So we're going to do something a little bit different on this next episode. Usually we alternate top five and this, and we're actually going to do a lot of people ask for character deep dives. So we're going to do our first character deep dive of what I imagine will be many. And we're going to discuss everything Mike. So if you guys have thoughts on young Mr. Wheeler. Oh, they have thoughts. I know for sure sure Caden and Harriet have thoughts. (laughs) Yes. So get stuff to us by say monday the 30th depending on your yeah. time zone and everything like that and we'll be back on february 2nd and i do want to mention the discord because it's if you're not on the discord get on it because we got a lot of people on it and there's a lot of really cool conversations mm-hmm. and it's um yeah. if you still need a link or whatever just email us because i think i think the invites expire That's i think that weird. might be this uh so if you're trying to get the link from facebook or twitter and it's not working yes email us and we'll send you the link so you guys can get on it because it's a lot of fun yes it is um and you guys have to promise you're not gonna get mad when i prove why mike wheeler does not deserve the hate that he gets so just putting it out there early stay tuned (laughs) 
All right, guys, that does it for this week. As always, you can follow us on social media at ScoopToyPod on Twitter and Facebook. You can email us at ScoopToyPod at gmail.com, which we love getting your emails and we do our best to read them on the show. And if you would do us a favor and like us, subscribe and leave a review specifically on Apple iTunes, because that helps us get in front of other listeners like yourself. So I want to thank everybody for listening and I hope you tune in next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Stranger Things audio clips and official score are the property of Netflix. Incidental music by Blue Mount Score from Bixabay.